It's the bottom line. On News Radio 610, KONA, from the Tri Cities to Olivia to DC, we break down. Break it all down. The stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser with your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson. Welcome into the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. Happy Tuesday afternoon. 547 1610 is the number if you'd like to get involved. Also via email, 610KONA.com is the page on the website. Just click on the bottom line tab, your name, where you're listening, what you'd like to say. And we're on Twitter at bottom line 610. Now, like coming up at 4 o'clock, we're going to talk with Representative Mary Dye uh, about a couple of things going on, including uh, a huge donation being. Uh, done tomorrow by the Washington Potato Association. So we're going to dive into that a little bit with Representative Dye, as well as discuss a few other things state-related. But we want to start things off with an interview that was done a little bit earlier today by Austin Jenkins from TBW and Governor Inslee. Yeah. And it was interesting because... Um, very, very Very much. interesting. Uh, I'm not sure if Governor Inslee knew what side of the state he was on with some of the questions he was getting. But, uh, you know, Austin Jenkins has a tremendous reputation around the state. He does. And he's he's a solid journalist. And yes, I he don't, is. And I don't use that word lightly. He is a solid journalist. And he asked Governor Inslee a couple of very pointed questions that many Washingtonians have been asking each other. And asking their legislators and asking their local leaders. So we're going to pick it up with Austin Jenkins, and we're going to roll a couple questions for you, uh, with Austin Jenkins talking to Governor Inslee about Colorado and Washington. It's a little confusing, though, because we're seeing states like Colorado, where you've got Governor Polis starting to to reopen. Um, how, How is a Washingtonian supposed to be able to make sense of that, that here we're not, except in a very limited fashion, and then in another state that has a similar picture, it looks like, similar size, they are. Well, Colorado has had, I just actually checked this this morning, they're, they're in a little better shape than we are in fatalities and the like, and different governors are going to make some decisions. Some of them may be perfect. That decision may be perfect for Colorado. I don't know Colorado's situation enough to be judgmental about it, except Jared Polis, a really smart individual, and I generally would trust his decision-making. I know in Georgia, they've opened massage parlors and tattoo parlors. Uh, to me, that's a big mistake. From what, even when I know about Georgia, that appears to be a big mistake. What we're doing is fairly consistent with what the three states on the West Coast are doing. Uh, we now have a, a very well-aligned social distancing policy up and down uh, the West Coast, And we are all hopeful that this small trends positive will continue. And we are all, I believe, getting ready for the testing part of this. And we all have been very vigorous uh, with the White House encouraging them to be a a partner to get the testing material that we need. We need four to five times more testing than we have the, the swabs to do right now. And we need the White House to be more vigorous. Now, good news yesterday, um, uh, uh, the, the vice admiral in charge of this says that we're going to have more swabs coming our way in the next week or two. We hope that will happen. Um, and we will believe that when we see it, but we desperately need those supplies. You know, it's interesting that the te- testing demand seems to be falling, 
not going up. And I just wonder, even if you could provide 20 or 30,000 tests a day, I mean, there's a drive-through uh, testing in, here in Thurston County. Um, what they finally opened it up to anybody who's symptomatic before it's just high-risk people with symptoms, but they're not overrun. I think out in Grace Harbor County, they're going to keep theirs open until May, the end of next, the end of this week, I think, and then shut it down. So that's a bit of a good sign that that's the case. But if you look at the number of infections that have been diagnosed, they really have not gone down. And this testing is really a, a slippery concept because we don't know exactly who we're testing. We're not testing on a broad scale of the population. It's hit and miss. So drawing conclusions from it is very difficult. But yes, that is somewhat of a good sign. But we have to test people who are not symptomatic as well. We have to be able to test I believe uh, uh, as soon as we get to test supplies, people in nursing homes, we need to test the families of people, even though they are not symptomatic, so that they can return to work if they're, if they're not infected, assuming that they can be isolated. So our testing needs, and this is counterintuitive, but our testing needs actually will, will go up as we come out of this virus. Are we going to need more isolation facilities for people who can't, maybe because they live with several family members in a small space, or maybe they're homeless and need somewhere to go and isolate, and maybe even for others who might need to quarantine and can't do that in their own lives? Uh, yes, and uh, we are assessing that. Uh, I was briefed yesterday by John Weisman on this subject. Your Secretary of we, Health, yeah. Yeah, my Secretary of Health. We think we're in relatively good shape, a little better shape than we thought a couple of weeks ago, on our ability to provide isolation units uh, uh, for people. But the vast majority of folks uh, will want to isolate at home. Now, there is an important point on this, if I can just talk about this for a minute. We have to have all three bases covered here, testing, contact tracing, and effective isolation. And the effective isolation is very difficult for people to actually be isolated. And if people do go home to isolate with their family, which would obviously be the preference, that family is going to need to isolate as well. And that means that that, that family is going to have to be disciplined, that they literally do not leave their home for 14 days. And that's hard. It's hard. Somebody can't run out to the grocery store. They can't go out to the grocery store. And so we're going to try to stand up ways to help people so that they do have access, obviously, to groceries and the like. But we're going to need um, a lot of difficult discipline from these families to keep this virus under control. Now, uh, China took a different approach. You know, they, they literally locked people up. Yeah, we saw some video of that, people being dragged down hallways. We would, we would prefer for us to make voluntary decisions. That is the preference. That is what we want to do. But at some point, one way or another, we have to get people to isolate. And we're gonna have, it's going to take a lot of our help to help them, and it's going to take a lot of diligence on their part. That's Governor Inslee yep. talking with... Austin Jenkins. Um, the fact that he referenced China and, you know, almost saying preferably, almost saying that <laughs> the way China did it was good. Preferably? We would prefer people we, to do this? We would prefer people be locked in their homes. <laughs> we would prefer people. <laughs> I... Yeah. Okay. I hope that's sinking in with everybody. Do, and and this 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 is this is not going away. This is this is going to be there. These are the governor's own words. These are the governor's responses. Okay, and I just want to take a second here. 
if President Trump were to have said, we would prefer that people would voluntarily isolate in a reference to what China did, it'd be all over social media. He'd be excoriated. And the, 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 the mainstream media would be turning around and saying, President Trump wants to lock people in their homes like they did in China. That's exactly what the headlines would read. Of course, China also set fire to those homes. But hey, only on the ones that tested positive. Well, they only set fire to Wait, them. Wait, is that the FCC calling? They Sorry. Only, they only set fire to them after they made sure that people couldn't get out. Well, yeah, but they, they didn't set fire to everybody, just the positive tests. Right. They only barricaded people that they thought were positive in their apartments and didn't come by to unscrew <laughs> The FCC is on the line. They'd like to talk to us. I'm, do we need to take a break forever? <laughs> no. Okay. Look. <clears throat> no. It, Austin it, Jenkins asked the governor some pretty pointy questions. He did. And he asked the governor some questions that I think a lot of people were wondering about. I think Austin Jenkins mentioning what's going on in Thurston County mm-hmm. was very revealing. With the testing. With the testing and the fact that they're not being overrun, even right. though that they have opened up the ability to test. Yep. They've opened up the testing to more people. What we're getting from the governor, one, is a, a lot of, well, first of all, we'll just throw out the contradiction on the, I'm not going to be judgmental about Colorado, but give me a second to be judgmental about Georgia, because the difference is the letter after the name of the governor. Ah, uh, yes. So I won't be judgmental about Jared Polis, Democrat governor of Colorado, but I'll be judgmental of Brian Kemp, Republican governor of Georgia. Well, because Colorado is on the same team, that whole West Coast team, that, that team effort. Well, he's on the D going. team. That, that's really all that matters. He's on the D team because yeah. he's moving faster than Washington is in reopening businesses and kickstarting their economy. Well, so, so is California and even Oregon. You can but, make that dis- claim. But, but, and, and you notice that he said that the social distancing is similar with the three states. That's it. The social distancing is similar. But he didn't get into the other things that Colorado or that Washington or that Oregon and Colorado, California are doing that Washington is not. No. He didn't go down that road. No, just that the social distancing is similar. Well, and let's not forget, let, you know, what the governor has done. Okay, let's let's be real realistic about this. When this first broke, he clamped down on just about everything. The list of quote unquote essential jobs pretty small. Everybody else, stay home order, schools shut down, uh, a lot of places closed down. Yes. What has he done since then? And I'm being, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be as fair as possible. He has loosened the restrictions on residential home construction. Just yesterday, he loosened the, or he said that he will be uh, in the next week or so, loosening restrictions on outdoor, some outdoor activities. That's it. That's it. That the, He has not done anything else. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Go ahead. You're on the, you're on the line. Who, uh, who's this? Bird Dog Larry, Britain City. Hey, What's Larry. Up, Larry. You know, I was one of the first guys to shut down Phil... In the state. Say it again. You're breaking up, Larry. 
I, I was one of the first guys to shut down field trials in the state. People walk coming to a walking trial, traveling across, back in March. Okay. You know, and I got all kinds of hate and discontent about that. Well, yeah, I mean, that's... Uh... Yeah, appreciate the call, Larry. Let's go to this line. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Yeah, this is Art from Kennewick. Uh, it didn't sound to me like uh, Inslee was going to open up the state too fast. We kept talking about testing and testing. Uh, what about the jobs that people have to get to? You know, he seemed to reward Boeing uh, for the 29000 or so that uh, – are working there, you know, Boeing, how many deaths possibly did Boeing cause with they new information that was wrong with their plane? And it seems like they're being rewarded, Boeing is. I don't think that's right. Uh, I think what we need to do is, uh, is start opening up businesses and uh, hopefully uh, getting people back to work. It sounds to me like it's going to be weeks and weeks before Inslee's going to open up things. Thank you. Appreciate the call. Got to take a time out. 547-1610 if you'd like to join the conversation. 509-547-1610. It's a strange situation. The lockdown and the clampdown happened quickly, but the coming back up is slow. Speak your piece. Call 509-547-1610. More of The Bottom Line, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610 KONA. Well, we've got a couple of uh, phone calls lining up. Let's get to them. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from today? Uh, my name is Al. I'm from Benton City, Washington. Hi there, Al. What's up? Well, when the, the day before the governor put in the restrictions, I received a prescription for a uh, carryable auction unit. I'm on auction. Okay. Well, the restriction that went in place. I went down there. I have not been able to get one. They would not. They will not uh, give them out unless they take you into the building and demonstrate. And they don't allow people in the building. Huh? And, when I, and they no longer deliver air cans. I have to take my air cans in, call them, let them know, so they can come out on the back porch of the building to unload my air cans and put in new air cans. Wow. That's just free up. Wow. Well, appreciate the call. Letting us know uh, kind of what the what's going on out there with uh, all these different restrictions. Let's go to this line. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? This is Paul. Hi, Paul. What's up? Hey, I was just... You know, I just, the longer this is going on, I was just getting more uh, irritated with Inslee or with the trampling of our civil rights. And is there a legal stance that he has to shut everything down or any governor for that matter? Yes. Well, to a, to a degree. And yeah. Appreciate the call because this is this is really what a lot of states are. are this kind of discussion is they're having right now under a, a declaration of a state of emergency. The governor in this state and many other states have quite a bit of authority and power to do different things. Now, it's not absolute power as much as Governor Inslee would like it to be. 
you still can't infringe upon people's constitutional rights. And we mentioned this, I believe, yesterday, Rob, that attorney, U.S. Attorney General uh, William Barr has sent out a memo to their different uh, offices around the country to be on the lookout for states and governors that are, uh, are, are really in violation of constitutional rights because they're going to go after them. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean Jay Inslee is uh, trampling on those constitutional rights, uh, but th- there has been discussions about, you know, a- if this does go on much longer, the the yelling is going to be louder, and not just from people who want to go fishing and hiking. Well, keep in mind, there are there are two sets of proclamations. The first set expires May fourth, and that is those are proclamations that need the four corners to sign off on. Mm-hmm. And then the other set, I believe, expire May ninth. Yes, which, a couple of days later. A couple yes. of days later, which, mm-hmm. again, the Four Corners need to sign off on. Now, for people just joining us, Four Corners... The Four Corners are the Speaker of the House, Representative Lori Jenkin, um, House Republican Leader J.T. Wilcox, the Senate Republican Leader Mark Schessler, and the Senate Majority Leader Andy Billig. Spokane, it's interesting that, that two of them are on the east side, two of them are on the west yeah. side. Yeah. Both senator from the east side, um, Andy Billig from Spokane, Mark Chesler from Ritzville. They would need to sign off without a special session of the legislature to be called to vote on extending them. So if any member of the Four Corners chooses not to renew, if Governor Inslee wants them to go forward, he would need to call the legislature into a special session to give him the ability to push those forward. Nobody apparently wants to call a special session right now, depending on how insistent Governor Inslee is on moving any of these forward, would depend on a call for a special session. We know they'll get rubber stamped if that happens, but there could be some negotiation. And the governor in that same interview with Austin Jenkins may have tipped his hat that some things could possibly relax after May 4th, other than fishing, hunting, golfing, and day action. Now, we don't know that for sure. We don't know it 100%, but knowing that he's going to need four signatures to renew these proclamations could have him thinking what's the likelihood that's going to happen versus... If I work a deal and open some things or allow some things to go into operation, will I be more likely to get a sign-off from the four corners and actually begin to, oh my gosh, work with the legislature? Oh, wait. So you're saying that Governor Inslee, what he does in and around May 4th may not be based on data and pie charts and health graphs? It may be... Ooh, politics? I was going to say you had one P word correct. One, you had the first letter right, but the rest of the word not so much. Yes, we are talking possibly working politics into a pandemic. Shocking, I know. But again, the, the, we're, we are just taking what we heard 
and discussing that maybe, maybe relaxation's in sight. The bottom line, the only place that cares what you think. Call in now, 509-547-1610. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. Bottom line, News Radio 610-KONA-547-1610. The number if you want to get involved. Also via email, 610-KONA.com. Bottom line page, name where you're listening, what you'd like to say, and on Twitter, at Bottom Line 610. So let, let's play a little game, Ed. Oh, I like games. Let's, let's play a little game. We'll also encourage the audience to get involved. To play along. Yes, and that game is, what industries could the governor potentially relax on Friday? What would be the most likely industries, economically and feasibly, to follow social distancing guidelines and not get reported to narconyourneighbor.wa.gov that would be able to do this and be able to maintain some aspect of the restrictions that certainly will be there. Let's go to the phones first. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610-KONA. Your name, where are you calling from today? Hi, this is Rod from Richland. What's on your mind, Rod? Yeah, the reason I'm calling, just uh, a wider, larger picture on this. Um, it seems to me that looking for the election uh, for, in November for both people are going to blame Trump for a lot of the difficulties that actually our individual states are going to have. But I would remind that number one, he did not, he gave out the phase in program. He's never told the states what to do. He's allowed the states to make their own decisions, and the states have made their own decisions to varying degrees, both the close, uh, as far as the rate of closure and the rate of, of disengagement. But people need to understand if they're going to blame somebody for their individual state's problems, they need to look at their governor, not the president of the United States. That is that is correct, Rod. Appreciate the call. Absolutely correct, one hundred percent. Thanks for the call. Now, the only caveat I might add to that, and I I do agree with with what he's saying, and I that was that was a strategic move on the president's part mm-hmm. to put everything, all the all the blame, but all the praise too. If you're in a state where you do like what your governor did or mm-hmm. didn't do, then by all means, praise that governor with a re-election if they're up for re-election. But here's the thing. The only caveat I would add to that is when you're talking about the need for supplies, mm-hmm. uh, testing equipment or whatever it was, okay, you, you will recall, I'm sure, because all of our listeners are quite astute, that Governor Jay Inslee had to have the big uh, floating hospital yeah. in Puget Sound. He didn't get it. It went to California, and I don't even think it got used. If it did, maybe a little bit. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know. If, it did. It didn't get used, used very much. Yeah. But we did get a portable hospital that was able to have like a thousand beds. Yeah, they used the VMAC, wasn't it? Yeah, that didn't get used at all. Nope. No patient ever went into that. Nope. So. You got to tread lightly when you're talking about the need for supplies and the federal government's response. But that would be the only area where if a state said we have to have A, B and C from the feds and the feds didn't deliver, then, okay, maybe there's an argument to blame the president. 
You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610 K1A. What's your name? Where are you calling from? You're going to need to give us a call back because your your line is really bad. All it's doing yeah. is chopping up. So if you can find a good spot to get to, please give us a call back. We'd love to hear what you have to say. Um, but here's another thing, too. And each state has the ability to conduct commerce. Yes. And so on one hand, you have the governor saying that the federal government has to give us all this stuff. But on the other hand, you have the opportunity and the ability to buy stuff on your own. Yes. And do things on your own. So we know about the asks, but we also don't know exactly how much the state has done on its own because we don't get that released. We don't we don't hear about that. We did hear about the million million dollars worth of uh, swabs that they were going to buy from China, which I don't know how good of an idea that is. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610 K1A. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, this is Susie from Kennewick. What's up, Susie? I, I'm hoping. Um, okay, I want to answer your question, um, your your um, game question. Yes. I'm hoping that it's going to be restaurants would be opening up more because there's a lot of people out with um, – restaurant you know that work in the end in the restaurant industry mm-hmm. and i think the restaurants can do something where it's like every other booth you know every other table kind of thing wearing gloves masks or whatever needs to be done so i'm hoping that's what it is well but i heard that our wonderful governor is that's just satirical um is said that he's also thinking on opening up with Hair, uh, barbershops, hairstylists, which is a good thing because I've seen some of these people that need to go to one. <laughs> and, he, and he said, also tattoo parlors. How essential is a tattoo parlor? Well, Are people dying because they can't get a tattoo? You know? No, but but, he, but here's the thing, Susie, and thanks for the call. Let's take each one of those individually yes. as to how they can do it and how they can operate, okay? Let's start with the restaurants. Seating-wise, yes, you can minimize capacity, mm-hmm. but the question that the governor, and I'll tell you right now, the questions the governor will have as far as protocols is going to be staff. How many people are going to work in the kitchen? How many people are going to be less than six feet apart in the kitchen? Are you going to have to wear a mask? Is there a danger posed by wearing a mask around an open flame? How many restaurants, you know, have open flame in their kitchens? So there are going to be safety questions asked about the preparing of food, about the amount of staff working in the restaurant, more so than actually being able to seat and serve people. As far as barbers, salons, and tattoo artists, they can do by appointment. They can wear gloves. They can wear masks. Tattoo artists wear gloves anyway. But gloves, masks, and one person at a time for an appointment based on a certain period of time, all those businesses can operate even if they host multiple people by keeping booths six feet apart and doing by appointment only for the beginning. I want to chime in on this, but I want to take this call first. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Mary from Kennewick. Hi, Mary. I am hoping, hoping, hoping that they open up elective surgeries and other procedures. That That, needs to be desperately opened. You're absolutely right, Marion. That's got to be on the list. And and, and any any inclinations we're getting is that's going to be one of the – that would be one of the things because every other state has opened that up already just about. Appreciate the call. That's Uh, a first-phase thing for every state that's reopening is is elective – 
uh, elective procedures. Yeah, and and that whole term elective surgery yeah, is kind of dumb. Look, I, like I said before, I know of somebody who is going to be starting cancer treatment, and this person can't get the port put in for chemo because that's considered an elective surgery. It's cancer treatment. How is that? Yeah. How is that? But, you know, elective surgery. But so. along those lines, if you've been to a dentist. Most of those bays are far enough apart yeah. that you could, again, by appointment only, dentists, eye doctors, by appointment only, all that other stuff you could do. I promise I'll get to my point in just a minute. We just keep getting more phone calls. Let's go there. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Uh, my name is Victor from Kennewick. What's up, Victor? I called I call last week, and I, I, think, I think I would like to see Boeing open up. They, well, they are. They have. Oh, 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 they have? How come nobody brings this up? We did multiple How, times. It's it's never on the news. You guys are great. Don't, I love you. I'm getting educated. But the funniest thing is, is 30,000 people went back to work on the west side of, the, uh, of Washington and nobody's saying anything. You know, the thing, Vinny, and it's interesting, and thanks for the call. We appreciate appreciate you tuning in and, and chiming in with us. Boeing is on federal contracts. Yeah. So Boeing can go back to work, and the governor really can't say anything about it, which is why he really hasn't said anything about it. Right. If the federal government says, Boeing, we have a need for you to manufacture, and that could very well be. I mean, they're going back to working on the planes, but they could also be going back to work on ventilators. They could be making some other things for the national stockpile. If the federal government says, Boeing, we're kicking your contract back in, we need you to go back to work, Boeing goes back to work and the governor can't stop them. Well, the president just today said that he wants to see Places like Tyson and other yeah. places open up for the for the food supply chain. And that's uh, a whole other discussion. That, that sure is. Let's go back to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Uh, James in Kennewick. Hi, James. Uh, uh, I don't know if it's Inslee or if it's the vet that's trampling on our First Amendment rights to uh, peaceably assemble and uh, the free exercise of religion thereof. Uh, when's that going to be opened up? Well, the peaceably assembly hasn't been shut down because no. every protest that's happened in the state of Washington, there's been no tickets, nobody arrested, uh, state patrol hasn't intervened, National Guard hasn't intervened, so nobody has infringed on peaceable assembly at any of the protests that have happened around the state. Now, if you're talking about church, yeah, that's 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 a little different. That's a little bit different. A little bit different. Um, however. That's one that, uh, that that is being worked on as well. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610 K1A. Your name, where are you calling from? Tyler B. from Richmond, Washington. What's on your mind? Yeah, I was just curious. Uh, maybe you can answer a question. Uh, if we're wearing a mask, why is there still a six-foot rule apply? If uh, Shouldn't that only apply if we're not wearing masks? Ed, what's that favorite term you like to use? Out of an abundance of caution? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I hate that term. That's pretty much it, man. Yeah. By the way. Um, Thanks, Tyler. The, the, Tyler, the thought was the governor was going to mandate everyone uh, wrap in at least one layer of bubble wrap, uh, <laughs> but that one wasn't able to get through. So it's very popular in the Puget Sound, though. Absolutely. They very love po- their well, bubble actually, wrap they just, they just have bubbles. Right. They 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 eschew the wrap and go with the bubble. So I before we go to break, I want to I want to get this thought, or it'll never come out. It'll be gone into the ether. 
And it was uh, what we were talking about earlier about businesses and sectors and which ones you'd like to see opened up. And I, 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 I hear what everybody's saying about the different things. My, my thing is tell me an industry that cannot open if they do social distancing, masks and gloves, you know, you, you regulate capacity. Cause to me, there's like so many businesses. If you would just allow them to do that under those protocols that are in other industries right now, you could open up a lot of things, movie theaters. Okay. You can have, you know, regulate how many people go into a movie theater and at least some people get to see a movie. Okay. The, um, the, the hairdressing, you know, the, the hair salons and stuff like that. Same thing. You regulate it by appointment. All due respect to the, to the lady who wants the restaurants to open, and I get it. There's a ton of people that are out of work in the restaurant business. However, we've been going at this long enough that I know in my house, at least once a week, we order food from a takeout slash delivery and so many businesses have been able to adapt to that that you know so they don't go under. I'm not saying that I wish they continue down that road because it's not sustainable. And yes, they are at a skeleton crew. But I would rather see if you're talking about an, a sector opening up, I would rather see one that has been decimated uh you know by by this whole thing. Restaurant industry has been has been greatly affected no no doubt about it but they've been able to soldier on by doing the delivery and and uh and you know stop in and and pick up uh your your meals so i'm thinking that just about every sector could open up i think if we have a social distancing masking gloving however you, you know whatever protocols you want to put in Tell me one that can't, that you simply cannot do that. I'll tell you, the one that sticks out to me is public schools. You, I mean, there's there's so many kids in the classrooms. You can't change the amount of kids. You can't, you can't do public education by appointment only or drive up or, or whatever. That's why they're trying to do this at-home uh, social distance learning thing uh, with the schools. Schools, I think, cannot open with these restrictions right now but i'm thinking so many other businesses could let's go to the phones you're up on the bottom line who's this where are you calling from yeah this is jb calling from pasco what's up jb well listen first of all i want to explain myself a little bit i'm a very highly educated person 74 years old i was a medical doctor for 40 some years before i retired and I've looked at this thing. I've also lived through the polio epidemic in West Philadelphia in the 1950s. Hey, West Philly. And so I think I can speak with somewhat authority, not only on the infectious disease process, but a little bit on life as well. And I think we should use the Swedish approach and simply open everything. And I'll explain to you while I say that. Unless this disease confers 100% immunity, like mumps or measles, or we find a really uh, good a vaccine that works, like smallpox, 
this thing is going to happen every year. Now, are we going to go through this every year? We, we won't have a country if we do that. JB, I appreciate the call. Absolutely. And, and I, I, excellent point and uh, appreciate your insight too. Yeah, that's one of the things, you know, the, the herd immunity uh, question. And he is absolutely right. We, Until we get a real vaccine, we potentially could go through this every year and nobody wants that. Well, except for maybe Governor Inslee, if he's still in the governor's mansion. Can't get in by phone? Give us your bottom line through email. Send your thoughts from the bottom lines page at 610kona.com. Back to the bottom line with Robin Ed, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610kona. Bottom line, News Radio 610kona. Just a few minutes left here, hour number one. You know, we're all looking for that extra layer of safety. Even when things get eased, people are still going to have a little bit of caution in the back of their mind as to where they go, what they do, what they touch, so on and so forth. So add that level of safety and security by stopping by CBD American Shaman on Clearwater in Kennewick across from the Grain Elevator. They've made their own sanitizing wash and sanitizing gel in their factory in Kansas City and have made it available for free to the public here in Tri-Cities. The sanitizing wash and the gel, the active ingredient is hypochlorous acid. It's a naturally occurring acid that is a weak acid for skin. It is a brutal acid on bacteria and viruses. It's being used in a number of businesses around town to keep their staff safe, to keep what they handle safe, and to keep the public safe when they do business with these particular industries. You can have it for yourself or your home. All you have to do is walk in the door or give them a call ahead of time, and they'll bring it out to your car via curbside delivery. Say, hey, tell me more about the sanitizing wash. How does it work? Well, one of the great things that it does is it does kill bacteria and virus without bleach, without harsh chemicals, without alcohol. All you have to do is ask. It's absolutely free. Whether you want the gel, whether you want the wash itself, all you do is apply it to the surface with the wash, give it 15 seconds, wipe it down, it's done. On your hands, it evaporates. It doesn't feel like you've added anything. You know how hand sanitizer can stick around for a little bit? It doesn't. It goes right into your skin. It's absolutely safe. I've been using it for weeks. In fact, I've been using it for almost two months now. And I've got eczema. It actually clears up my eczema, believe it or not. So stop by CBD American Shaman, Clearwater and Kennewick, across from the Grain Elevator. Ask them about the free sanitizing wash or the sanitizing gel. Add another extra level of safety to what you are doing during this time. We're going to take a time out, come back. We're going to talk with Representative Mary Dye for the 9th Legislative District. There's a big giveaway with Washington Potato Growers tomorrow in Ritzville. Because, quite honestly, potato growers have been hit as hard as anybody in this. And instead of destroying crop, they're going to give it away. So we're going to talk to Representative Dye about that as well. We'll ask Representative Dye to play our game as well, Ed. Oh, good. What industries do you think can open? I have a feeling I know what you might say. Yeah, me too. I have a feeling I know what you might say. But we'll see if she's got any inclination. She's hearing anything through the grapevine about Friday and what the governor may do.